Hey, good afternoon and welcome to SWAT Radio. It is Thursday, January 13th already, 2022, and I am excited that you are here today with us, whether you're listening on the Lighthouse up in uh, Chesapeake and Portsmouth and Virginia Beach, Virginia, or you're in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER or in Folkestone, Georgia, up on 91.3 in uh, St. Augustine, 91.9 or 91.7 here in Jacksonville or through the Internet or our app. We are so glad that you've joined us today because it's Guest Thursday. And uh, I uh, am excited about our guest. I actually had reached out to one of my mentors, a guy I've known a long time. He's been a guest on here several times named Perry Bowers. And uh, Perry could not join us. And I was telling him why I wanted him on, because I wanted to talk about evangelism. And uh, the theme for SWAT, as you've heard all week, is proclaiming proclamation this year, 2022, the year of proclaiming. And he said, I have just the guy. It's a guy named Sinclair Salters, and you need to call him and get him on there. So I reached out to Sinclair up in uh, South Carolina. And he has agreed to come on and be our guest today. And uh, he has a ministry that is uh, called, well, the I know his website is called uh, Forerunners for Christ. Uh, it's not the Nissan. He's not talking about a Nissan vehicle. He's talking about going in front of like John the Baptist. And uh, I look forward to having him share. And he is with us now. Sinclair, welcome to SWAT Radio. How are you today? Thank you, Doug. I appreciate it. I'm doing great, and uh, it's an honor that that you you consider me to, to come on. You and Terry, so yep, doing great. Well, um, I you know when I first saw the name Forerunners for Christ, my first thought was a Nissan. <laughs> you know, I uh, I think it's, it, I think it is a Nissan, isn't it? Isn't that or is it is it a Toyota? Toyota. Toyota, Toyota. Toyota. Sorry, yeah, so I even Toyota. got the name yeah. wrong. Yeah, but right. it was a Toyota Forerunner. <laughs> so I mean, but but it's. It's really more about being like a forerunner, uh, like John the Baptist was the forerunner for Jesus, the one who went before. And uh, how did you come up with that name? Man, yeah, so yeah, so of course it's, it's uh, alluding to John the Baptist as being the forerunner, uh, preparing the way of Christ, the, the advent of Christ is supposed to turn. And so, of course, you know we 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 are we're waiting with ex- in anticipation for the second advent, the second coming of Christ. And so to answer your question, uh, I did Christian rock for a, a while, a little bit here and there now. I'm older now, so. Um, but uh, uh, I started off doing Christian rock, and one of my mentors that I look up to, uh, actually a couple, my childhood childhood mentor, uh, they gave me that name, Forerunner. Um, and didn't know really, I, 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 biblically I, knew, I understood um, but I didn't know that God was going to really use that, and, and God was behind that, um, giving me that name. So, yeah. Well, well, how, you know, did you grow up, Sinclair, in a uh, believing household, a family of faith, or uh, what was your upbringing like as far as spiritual background? 
Yeah, man. I uh, I, I lived in a sheltered home. I I, I grew up in a, in a rough environment, but I didn't I didn't run the streets. My, my father didn't play that. You know, he was he was an educator, um, and uh, he was a he was a loving father, a godly man who who loved the Lord. He showed it. Uh, he he uh, he modeled chasing after the the presence of Christ. You know, and when I'm when I was younger, you know, of course that that was boring. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't attractive. But I tell people that I was born on a pew. You know, we we went to church eight days a week. It was only seven days. <laughs> and so I mean, twenty four. Yeah, uh, my mom took us to church, dad, and so um, I knew the Christian needs. I knew the uh, religiosity. I grew up in that shelter, but I wasn't saved. You know, um, I didn't understand relationships, but I I, I knew the religiosity and the religion. But but. But yeah, so uh, I even had a church in my home, in, in my garage. So I was a laughing stock of the, the community, and it was very embarrassing. But oh man, looking back, hindsight 2020, I thank God for my foundation and uh, upbringing. So yeah, my uh, father was a minister. Uh, uh, my grandmother was a, uh, a pastor, you know, um, and that, that kind of thing. And so, yeah. So you had you had a family background. Were, were you one of these um, young people that, that happens a lot who grows up in a home like that, but when you hit high school or college, you kind of go away, find your way out in the world, and then come back? Or how, how, when did you really have a understanding of what Christ did for you and it was an applicable part of your life? Like, when did it become real for you? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A PK's kid, and we you, you always you had are you're, you're intrigued on what's going on 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 the other side of the track, or, or or you're intrigued on what's going on in the world. And so, yeah, um, my father died when I was 16, um, and uh, I remember I had a uh, a friend that was selling drugs that was uh, next door to me, good good friend, um, and uh, well. Yeah, yeah, he was a friend, and so uh, I remember him offering me uh, an opportunity to sell drugs and make money. And, and around this time, it was uh, you know all my friends had like rayon shirts and just popular shoes and yada yada yada. And so, uh, but I remember one, I was I was scared, I was scared um, to answer him, and it was an astounding no in my mind. But I, all I heard at that moment, at that turning point in my life, was. Um, you know, my father's, what he modeled, he modeled Christianity, he modeled running after the Lord, he modeled his intimate relationship with Christ, more beyond what he taught, you know, the lectures and the, the, the Bible studies and all of that. And um, one, I was scared to death, too, with the, uh, uh, the going to jail. And, but, but my father's imprint on, uh, on my life was, was very vital, very instrumental. And so 16, 17 years old, you know, I had that question, like, okay, so is mom can't really control me. I wasn't a wild kid, but I was like, okay, I, I, I got a little bit of freedom. What do I do with that? Mom can't really control me. Dad is no longer here. I, I have to grow up fast. I need to make some decisions, so to speak, you know, as, as much as I thought I could in my, in my own worldview at, at the age of 16, 17. So God immediately ushered me into a small independent church where his family ran and, um, it, you know, the Bible says in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. And so, um, at the time I didn't know it, but he was, he was, he, he was, uh, establishing a shelter, um, to be poured into. Now, mind you, now, then I became, um, uh, uh, very sneaky, very clever, 
you know, I was too, too, living two double lives to answer your question. You know, was a, I was really a hypocrite. I, I was truly a hypocrite. I was a golden boy at church. I was doing all this and I, 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 but living a double life, um, uh, Monday through Friday, you know, sleeping around, fornication, partying, and that kind of stuff. And so in the midst of that partying, you know, the Holy Spirit hits you hard. He just, he just rocks you as like, man, something is right. Something's not right. Something is missing. This is not me. And so suppressing the truth, like the, like the book of Romans, Romans 1 would say, we, we suppress the truth in unrighteousness. That's what I was doing. But I learned, I learned how to, to hide well. Um, and so, so just hit that bottom, you know, and a lot, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of details is in that. Got married, divorced, and I hit that bottom Christianity 101. And I was like, Lord, if I have to continue to earn your salvation, I'm going to crash and burn. Mm. I can't keep this up. And then I realized, man, I had a work system. It was self-righteousness. It was what God hates. It's, it's an abomination, you know, all these things. Like, and I, I went back to the roots, like, man, like, Lord, Lord, teach me who you are in an intimate way. And so um, at this time, I'm 20, let's see, 23 years old, 23, 24. And so, yeah. Um, so I just went through that, you know, just tasting the world and like, man, this is something's off. You know, so I thank God for his wooing the Holy Spirit convicted, convicted me. Mm. So, well, so, well, yeah. how did uh, how did you connect with Perry Bowers? Yeah, man. So Perry, you know, God's providence, of course. We, we know he's the divine orchestrator, right? Yeah. So uh, I met with Perry Bowers um, at Daybreak. Uh, it's uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Daybreak, but no, tell um, us what it is. What is it? What is it? So real quickly, Daybreak is a pro-life, uh, uh, anti-abortion uh, clinic, uh, Christian-based uh, program. I'm, I'm not going to say clinic program, uh, organization where they 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 push to to to, to save babies, save lives, save lives. Um, and so uh, Perry was the director of the men's uh, department or arm of that ministry, and so they were looking for volunteers to come in and and and. Uh, minister to, to, to guys because they're, they're 50% of the issue, you know, mm-hmm. hey, 200 bucks, let's get rid of this, right? And so they're sitting in the lobby thinking that, that this abortion and the ultrasound and the process is happening in the back and we're really preaching Christ to, to the women and the men. Mm-hmm. So um, what we do is we, we go out in the lobby and say, hey, brother, why are you waiting? Do you want some coffee? We got a man cave back here and that kind of deal. And we just love on them. So anyway, uh, uh, Perry was mentoring me on how to do that, how to, to engage a person, you know what I mean, without being threatening and all that kind of stuff. And so we linked back up when Forerunners for Forerunners became Forerunners for Christ mm-hmm. ministry. Um, um, and so uh, through Cub, a guy named Cubby Cubby Cubberson, he's like a Perry Bowers, kind of a, a pillar in the community. Um, I was sponsorship raising. I was doing a vision cast with him. He said, man, there's somebody I want you to meet. Uh, and so we, we linked up, and I said, yeah, man, I know Perry. Uh, so we just got reacqu- reacquainted, and he became one of my mentors in a God wire to, to support and co-labor for Runners for Christ. Mm. Um, so, Well, I am glad yeah. that you met Perry, because uh, because you met Perry, you can be here. we got to go to our first break, but when we come back, since this is the year of proclamation, and Perry said that you're a proclaimer, when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about sharing the gospel as a lifestyle 
because Perry said you do. There's a lot of people that don't, and hopefully you can encourage us a little bit, okay? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, so we're going to be right back. You're listening to uh, SWAT Radio. I'm Doug McCary. We have Sinclair Salters, four uh, runners for Christ. And uh, we're going to be right back after this break with more of our interview with Sinclair on SWAT Radio. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. It's Doug McCary. It is Thursday, January 13th. We have Sinclair Salters on the phone with us today, calling in from uh, South Carolina, where he uh, runs a ministry uh, with his wife called Forerunners for Christ. He is a man who shares the gospel uh, regularly. And uh, Perry Bowers, one of my mentors, says he will share with anybody, anytime, And uh, he is a great guy to talk about proclaiming, which is our theme this year. And, you know, Sinclair, if you um, look at statistics like where people do surveys in churches, there's several of them out there. They all seem to come in at somewhere about 90 to 95 percent of people that would call themselves Christians who take these surveys have never shared the gospel with anybody ever and yet they're believers they profess to be christians and believers and that's pretty astounding um do you see that up in south carolina in the christian community up there as well yeah by and large um the the church uh, and of course you know those saying um to know christ is to make them known um and it, it, this is the, the real pandemic, um, and it's always been a problem. Uh, the body of Christ, uh, the, the two things that we, we shy away from, uh, that's fervent prayer and evangelism and sharing the gospel, sharing our conversion story. Um, you know, 
we, you know, I, I often have conversations with, with, with my brothers and, and Perry and close, close <coughs> uh, friends. Um, we, we, uh, we, we, our theology is polished. You know, we know the Christian needs. Uh, we have our programs, and there's nothing wrong with these things, in and of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, these are our comfort, comfort space, our comfort zones at the end of the day. Um, but I believe in a lot of crises return, God is going to highlight and joke the body of Christ, whether you're ready or not, to evangelize and share the gospel. Um, not just go out there and uh, 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 serve dinners or uh, do missions work, build a, build a clinic overseas and, and all, <clears throat> uh, all of these things. That's, that's good. That's, that's uh, humanitarian work. But we're talking about the articulation or the proclamation of the gospel sharing your conversion story with your crisis story, excuse me, the finished work of the cross. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and what I find, too, is in, in, in my sphere of influence is there, there are some churches, there are some believers that um, they, they know the Great Commission is a mandate, right? It's not an option, mm-hmm. but they don't know how. They don't know how. They don't, know, they don't have the training to build confidence, and that's okay. That's one of the things that we offer and what we do. We go in church and we call them hubs. Um, um, launching pads to, to engage the coaches. We go in there and train and model and, and role play, and then we lead out and mo- by, by example how to uh, have what we call the golden rules of engagement. Um, you know how to swing from the natural to the supernatural. And of course, you're familiar with this: the supernatural, the natural to the supernatural. Um, how to have eternal conversations. So I'm finding a lot of that in, in Christian in, in South Carolina as well. So it's twofold. Um, but yeah. So. Well, um, you know, one of the one of the particular questions of the survey that I'd shared was that ninety nine percent of the leaders, it should be a hundred, but ninety nine percent believe that every Christian has been commanded to preach the gospel to the lost world, and yet um, only sixty three percent of those same leaders. Um, I mean, only, I mean, not, not only 63%, only 37% have ever really led someone to Christ. That, now think about that. That, that's, that's almost crazy to think about that the leaders, one third, fully a little over a third of the leaders who all believe that everyone's commanded to do it, aren't doing it. And, you mentioned the word modeling. I know Perry modeled for me in a lot of ways how to, you know, he had the booklet, uh, and, and I don't know if he still even uses it with guys, but each one reach one. And he just talks about everybody picking someone in their sphere of influence and praying for them, caring for them, reaching out to share with them and, and continuing to pray for them every day as if, you know, right. Um, we know that God doesn't need us, but he uses us. And I know he said that you are a man who is passionate about sharing your faith. How did that come about? Was it because you were challenged by somebody? Is it because the word, when you read it every day, challenges you? What is it that moves you to be so vocal about Jesus in your life? Yeah, yeah, man. And, and, if, and if I can be honest, it, it was... I think God kind of uh, it kind of evolved in layers, uh, um, in the sense of 
when I when I was doing Christian rap, I had this convict the Holy Spirit convicted me like we we were not doing what we were rapping about. We were talking about, you know, in the street, sharing the gospel and, and here and engaging the culture and, and, and all and we were we were doing none of that. We were hypocrites, to be honest. And so huge uh I sat down with some of the guys that I was with and I was like, Man, I'm having this heavy burden, like something is off, something is missing. Now mind you, I wasn't trained on how to share the gospel. Um I'd never really shared the gospel before, you know. Um and so but I remember God just just saying, you know, I had I needed to put that down and really learn what evangelism is and, and discipleship because it's a two-sided coin. You know, we say evangelism, but it's discipleship. You know, Jesus Jesus said, and here's one of these periodisms. You know, disciples are not born; they're created. And um, I remember we were in, we were in at an event in Columbia, and uh, I invited Perry out, and he said he sat me down. And he said, "Son, listen, um, you're 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 up there." talking to these, these guys and these girls in, in, in this youth group, youth event at the time. And he said, you're talking to them for 20 minutes, but are you willing to walk with them for 20 years mm-hmm. and make disciples? You know, it's not the billion, but that one in front of you. And I was like, wow. And so I think that was a turning point. Like, man, I really got to go to the scriptures and, and hear what the Lord is saying about uh, kingdom expansion, um, you know, um, the gospel message. And so, uh, about around this time, I we, we spend a lot of time in the urban context, and so um, a lot of times when people think I'm going, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question, but a lot of people think it's it's we we, we just spend our time in the minority black and Hispanic community, and uh, urban is, is is beyond any uh, ethnic group. But uh, this particular uh, evening, I felt led to go out to a, a West Columbia area, and. Uh, I connected with a pastor and, and two ladies, a white pastor and two white women in an all-black community. Mm-hmm. And this was a turning point. I was like, man, one, where, where are the men? Where's the church, right? Where's, where are the, the members? Like, and um, my, I, didn't, I didn't know anything. I wasn't trained. And so I connected with them, and I just learned and gleaned from them the strategy and structure and all of those things, what they were doing. Um, and uh, I just... I fell in love, and that was the, that was a turning point for me. So I will say it's it, and it's some other things too. But I it's, I didn't have some robust faith, and let me go out here for the sake of and, and win the city for the Lord. Yeah. No, because it's not that. It, it, it's not one. If, if the gospel is, isn't your motivation, then you want to crash and burn. You're not just you're just doing anything. You're just do, you're not you're just doing. You you know you're not being productive as far as how how the Lord. Uh, Huge fit, but what I what I teach and what I learn and what I try to do is um, preach the gospel to myself first, and everything else is a byproduct of that. The presence of the Lord, um, being blown away by who He is, right? And Perry's been teaching me teaching me this, and then the result or the byproduct is to go out and share the gospel. Mm. So so you know when we do these trainings and all of this, that's what you're going to hear. That's the foundation. Um, um, of, of what we build upon any any initiative or whatever the case may be, worship, pray, repentance. Then we move out as you know um, with the gospel motivation. Then then the thrust. Yeah, well, um, that's that's like so yeah. you know, well, that's like what Perry drilled into me about. You have to start with prayer. You know, that's the starting point for it. You can't just go into sharing with somebody without praying first. He he said you got to talk to God first. 
about people before yeah. you talk to people about God. I like that. You know? About God, absolutely. And so, in the, in the answer, to get back to your question, it, I can't have, I don't have a date or a time when, you know, just this, 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 zeal, uh, you know, that came about. It, it, you know, so the more he showed of me, showed himself to me, you know, it, it that that compelled me. So. Well, and uh, you you've been married what since about. 12, 13, uh, 2012, 2013, like, uh, you know, about nine years, right? Eight years? Actually, yeah. Uh, August, August, uh, it'll be nine years, my beautiful wife. And I, I met her in the streets. I always tell people, this is my, my, my testimony. I met her in the streets uh, sharing the gospel. She was, she was a juggernaut for the faith in, in the sense of just, uh, you know, loving on, on people, sharing the love of Christ. And I, I was blown away by her. And uh, we, we were moving in the same direction. Um, we we, we, we took two totally different op, op, opposite sides. Of, we're on the opposite sides of the spectrum. Um, she's from the church. I'm, I, I mean, she's from the, you know, she came up unchurched. I came, I came church. I'm black. She's white. And so when we, we always laugh about this and we, we always share it with people. Like, we, we knew uh, prior to getting married that, married that we were married on a mission. Um, one to share, share the love of Christ, um, um, you know, in, through, through our marriage, uh, uh, God tearing down the petition between white and black, and he, he, he's showing to, in, in the community and to people in the world that marriage works, biblical marriage works. Yeah. So, so it was threefold is what I'm trying to, trying to get at, and we, we laugh at it like, and then, you know, she's totally unchurched, unchurched, and so, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but we we knew God had 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 His hand on us. Is what I'm trying to say. So. Well, so she's as active in sharing her faith as you are. Then. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Well, that oh man, yeah that, that that helps that helps a lot. Well, listen, when we come back, we got to go to our break for news on the half hour. Uh, I'd like you think about some recent uh, times that you've shared the faith. What how you get started, like. How do you get started with talking to somebody about Jesus? Do you just go up to them? How God uses you to do that? Uh, little maybe things that you found helpful to start a spiritual conversation when we come back, okay? Sure. Yeah. Hey, hey, you're listening to Sinclair Salters of Forerunners for Christ out of Columbia, South Carolina. He's my guest today on SWAT Radio. We're going to be right back with more talking about proclaiming after the news. You're listening to SWAT Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back to SWAT Radio's Doug McCary of uh, His Light Ministries, and I'm on the uh, radio today with Sinclair Salters from uh, Forerunners for Christ up in South Carolina. 
And, uh, hey, if you would like to uh, support Sinclair or find out more um, about his ministry, uh, you can go to Forerunners for Christ. That's the number four in the word runners, the number four and Christ.com. Forerunners for Christ. And uh, you can learn more about him and his wife, Jamie, and the ministry they have up there. And uh, just uh, continue to pray for him and what they're doing. Uh, they have an inner city focused a focus ministry there and um they uh have a heart for uh, urban evangelism uh, community outreach uh in the inner city and so uh, just keep them lifted up and pray for them pray that god would raise up the support you know um sinclair you you've recently transitioned from bivocational to just being full-time devoted to the ministry and trusting God to provide your resources, right? When did that happen? Uh, five years ago, so it's uh, 2022, what, uh, 2017, yeah. yeah. So, so I say recently, I mean, like, but it's, you were bivocational. What, what were you doing before you were full-time in the ministry? Yeah, so I was a manager at a, uh, a company called WDG, uh, a uh, uh, mechanical contracting company. And so I was pretty much over the warehouse of, of you know, uh, they, they, they do like pipe fitting and duct work and stuff like that. And so I was doing a lot of uh, deliveries uh, on, on construction sites and stuff like that, yeah. Okay, so take us into that world because a lot of times when you are in ministry, ministry full-time like you and I are, People just expect us to share, right? I mean, they just, uh, because we're ministers. uh, But I was sharing in the FBI when I was an FBI agent. I was sharing in the Marine Corps when I was a Marine pilot. Uh, And I'm sure you were sharing there. So take us into that world where where you were out in the workplace. How would you engage with people in the workplace being faithful to your employer, not, you know, not using company time necessarily, but you would want to engage with people as a believer. How would you start the conversation with people? Yeah, well, you know, of, of course, I, um, I did, at that time, of course, I wasn't whipping out Bibles and, and, <laughs> and, and, and all that kind of stuff on the, you know, on somebody else's time or watch, but I would leverage opportunities having organic conversations you know, I always, always, always say, and I, I steal it from somebody else, but and share that. You know, when you're around humans, be human. You know, mm-hmm. um, and just, just, you know, so whether it be at, at a coffee, uh, at a break, or, or, or whatever the case may be, and listening, listening well. You know, I learned to listen well, and uh, just, just, yeah, you know, and it lead, it, it will lead to a, a spiritual conversation, a Christ conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and then it went from being open and, and creating margin in my life to say, Hey, after hours, man, can you, you, you want to hang out, you know, uh, uh, go shoot pool or something like that. Or I'm doing a, a brother, uh, I'm a part of a men's group called focus, uh, uh, a grip, or there's a form before we go, uh, into work at seven, there's, they start at like six o'clock. Would you be open to come, man? You know, and, and and also there's there's the uh, the phone calls after hours, man. Checking on, hey man, you, you mentioned uh, 
you are your 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 heart is breaking for your daughter or your son or whatever the case may be. How can I pray for you, man? Mm-hmm. I just let you know. And so, just let it, letting them know I care about where they are. Um, and, it, and that evolved into um, more conversations, and, and then um, so yeah, in the workplace. Yeah. So so when you were out there, did you find people generally receptive in the workplace to? you praying for them or you engaging with them on spiritual stuff? I mean, like, did they, how did, how did they respond? I mean, like, did people get angry at you for talking about that stuff? Well, and, and, and again, so, you know, of course, each situation is different, but, you know, um, intent over content, you know, being intentional where they are versus fire hosing Leviticus to them. Like that, that's not where they are, you know, and, that's, that 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 does no good. But being intentional with their heart and just again just listening, um, I, you know some of the the, the guys that are because it was a contracting company, you know, construction company, so it was ninety five percent guys, and uh, just just remember, reminding them that I remember the previous conversation we had about you uh, losing you know losing your car, losing your license, or um, you're going through a divorce, and hey, brother, I'm praying for you. When I, whenever I see them, just being intentional about that. And so uh, just caring, caring about where they are. No, they, they, wasn't, they weren't offensive. They weren't like, hey, you know, you know, you're not allowed. Religion is not allowed here. You know, talking about Christ and, and indoctrinating me, you know, it, it, it was never that because um, I didn't start with, with, with that. Well, Yet I, I, w- I was not going to compromise the Bible with Christ, but, um, yeah, just, just starting where they are. Well, well, you mentioned earlier, you you talked about praying. Um, And, you know, Perry always emphasized to us, like I said earlier, the need to pray first. How how have you seen people respond to you offering to pray for them? Yeah, so um, when we we go out, so now I'm I'm full-time. Uh, let me let me back up. I want to say that there was one case when uh, I, my supervisor, he's kind of a just a tough guy, man, just a tough nut to crack. And I, I I was loading a truck, and I was doing something. It was some years ago, and I felt the Lord tell me, go and share the gospel um, with him, or, or have a conversation with him. And I'm like, Lord, no way. We, we don't see eye to eye, you know. We just, just yeah, I, it was so uncomfortable. I mean, you know. Uh, I, I would rather chew nails than to do that. That's how intense it was. But I knew I had to be obedient. And uh, so I went in just real sweaty, but just relying on the Holy Spirit. And the Lord told me, just expose them to the gospel. Mm. You know, just expose them. And so I was like, Lord, okay. You know, and, and it's the Holy, it's the gospel. It's the power of the, of the gospel that, that transforms and changes. And Holy Spirit convicts sin, righteousness, and judgment. Not my deal. And so I was like, okay, God. Um, Went in there, so. Wait, I, wait, wait! I, I want to back up. I want to back up a second, Sinclair. So you're telling me that you got nervous about sharing? Well, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a reality, you know. After 15 years of doing it, you still get nervous, you know. You still, yeah, absolutely. And so, um, of course, we rely on the Holy Spirit, but uh, you know, and I and I had some things in my mind to be honest, in my in myself that I had to cleanse out and purge. And, and repent of, mm-hmm. and so uh, you know, just just some animosity between me and him. To be honest, I'm gonna be transparent. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, so the Lord still used, used that situation, uh, bottom line. And so went in there, had a conversation. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, mountains are going to shake. He's going to cry and give his life to the Lord and all of these things, right? And, uh, and so at the end, he was like, okay, that's, you know that's enough now. You got to get back to work. <laughs> And so I felt so crushed like a little puppy, like, but I made it about me, right? Because God told me to, right? It is the gospel alone. But I I walked away, but I was like, man, Lord, what was that? You know, I felt humiliated, but I had to realize, one, it's not about me, and two, um, the gospel is for us as well. You, you know what I mean? Just, being, you know, uh, the gospel is just for us, and it just so I feel I like to say it wasn't. It's not always uh, accepted or invited all the time. That that, that was my point. Um, and you just you just have to know when to, to dial back. You know, we call that the red light people. Now people that are red light, like no, no, thank you, but uh, yet being obedient. So yeah, um, yeah. But what was the next that question? Well, we, 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 uh, talk about doing like when we, we do some, uh, inner or what I would call urban ministry partnerships here, like sure. with some food distribution and, and we go and we pray with people in cars and stuff. And what we have sure. found is that we are profoundly impacted by going to share with them. I mean, and like and to yeah. go along with what you're saying is a lot of times we especially if we think we're going to do something for God to help somebody else, the process God is refining us, and that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and to answer your question, your previous question is what what we do is we what we tell people to do is to, to kind of identify the red light, green light, yellow light person. The green light is obviously like they ready to accept the gospel. Um, yellow is like, we're on a fence. Tell me more. I, I'm, I'm open for more truth. And then obviously the red light is no. And so when we approach people, we say, Hey, is there anything we can pray for? And usually when, when it's like a deer in headlights and they can't think of anything, you, you kind of coerce them in the sense of, Hey, family, you, 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 you cover the general stuff, family, job, finances, and then it's going to hit, you know, you know, it's going to register. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I want a blessing, or I want God to bless my finances, or whatever. And so we pray that, and then we lead into, we use segues and transitions um, of giving them a gift, whether it be a, a wristband with the gospel on it, the Roman road, that kind of stuff, and of thanking them or celebrating them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we get into to the gospel exposure type of deal. Um, it, the, the, the visualizer is better. But, yeah, we start off with, hey, we're in the community. We don't come in a church. We don't come in anything. Me and my friends, we're out here praying for people. Is there anything I can pray for you for? Your kids, and if they have kids, you leverage it. If they have a dog, you leverage it. If they, they if they're, uh, I don't know, if they're working out and they got big muscles, hey, man, you got to, you know, can I pray God uh, bless you with good health or whatever the case may be. Yeah, so when you're, um, whatever, so when you're talking kids. about leveraging, you're talking about connecting just trying to find connecting, connecting points. Yeah, that's that's really good. Well, listen, uh, we got to take our last break, uh, Sinclair. Uh, we're going to our last station break for our sponsor. You're listening to Sinclair Salters of Forerunners for Christ. If you want to know more about his ministry, you can go to the number four 
Runners, R-U-N-N-E-R-S, the number four, and Christ, C-H-R-I-S-T.com. He is based up in South Carolina. You can support him by going there, and if you want to, uh, support their ministry and partner with he and his wife, Jamie, as they reach out to the inner city and urban ministry. And we're going to be right back with uh, our last segment with Sinclair Salters, and you're listening to SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Look down from a broken sky Traced out by the city lights My world from a mile high Best seat in the house tonight Touchdown in the cold black top Hold on for the sudden stop Breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Uh, that was uh, Brandon Heath with Give Me Your Eyes. I think uh, I love that song uh, for... Um, a lot of reasons, but one reason is just if if we could only have the eyes of Christ to see the people around us and the hurt, the the healing they yeah. need. Uh, I think uh, Sinclair, you would probably agree that if we saw a child in a burning building, I don't think anybody would hesitate to run and rescue that child if they had their face pr- pressed up against the glass, yeah, saying, "Help me, help me." But we don't see people uh, who don't have Christ like that, do we? We we don't see the reality of of hell in people's lives today, do we? We don't. And it's funny how, you know, we we in our worship services, and there's nothing wrong with this at all, and in our prayers, um, we, we, we say, Lord, give me your heart. I want, I want to be close to your heart. Give me your heart. And God is God is saying, okay, I'll, I'll give you my heart. My heart is for the prodigal. My, my heart, sons and daughters, my heart is for the lost. Mm-hmm. If you want to co-labor in my work, if you want you want my heart, I'm going to show you. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, absolutely. Um, just, uh, we got to see the world. We got to see people um, that, you know, they're, they're going to hell. They're dying um, without Christ. A Christless grave they're going to, and so, um, so yeah. Have you? Have, and, I, and here's the thing. Doug. Yeah, go ahead. go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. Go no, ahead. I was going to say, here's, 
here's the thing. It's, it's not subjective. It's, it's not something we can conjure up. It, ha- it has to be outside of ourselves. Lord, give me a heart like yours to have compassion for people to move. You know, Lord, give me, you know, give me that, that grace. Um, you know, but w- without that, man, it's, yeah, we, we won't move. We're not compelled, mm-hmm. you know, because we're selfish by nature, you know. And so, and, I, and I'm guilty. You know, and that's an everyday request. Lord, give me, compel me to love and share the faith and, 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 and be Christ with skin on. Be, be Jesus with, with you know, um, with, with skin on to my neighbor, mm-hmm. to that guy I'm talking to, um, that I pass every day. All these things. Let, let this be a lifestyle. Yeah. Let this be a lifestyle. Let this be overflow in the presence of the Lord, you know, and so. Yeah, I, I talked about this earlier this week about the fountains you know the fountain illustration with us being the top tier if we're not drinking deeply from jesus every day it's not going to be an overflow and i i think that's really part of our issue is when i i find in my own life when i'm drinking deeply of jesus i want to talk to people about christ i i mean it's just natural you don't have to force it you see and the first thing that goes through your mind is, I wonder if this person knows Jesus. I wonder if they really love him. You know, I mean, like, because then, when you're spending time yeah. with him, that's what's on your mind, right? That's what's on your mind. And, you know, for those that are listening and they say, okay, yeah, Doug, I get it. Sinclair. I, I, I know, but I'm just, I'm nervous. I don't know. Like, I, I'm not a people's person. Give me some practical steps on how to to start or whatever the case may be. Um, I'm in the presence of the Lord, and he's given me this conviction that, you know, maybe I can get some resources or whatever. Um, the Gospel Primer by um, Milton Vincent, he said this. He said, if Christians would do more preaching of the gospel to themselves, non, the non-Christians might have, a less trouble, have less trouble uh, comprehending its message. And um, so we're talking about bragging on Christ, uh, making him appeal, uh, um, beautiful um, by our testimony, right? So what I tell a lot of people is, you're home, go in the mirror and preach the gospel to yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, really be blown away, because sometimes as believers, we become indifferent. Yeah, let's move on. I know Christ died that that day. No, like, be blown away by what he did, the gravity of that, and um, be fired up because of that, but... But then on the practical side, it, it builds confidence. It, um, you know, repetition is key. It build, go in the mirror and preach the gospel to yourself so when you go out, there's a level of, of godly confidence when you share. And so there's some practical things. So whoever's listening, man, man I'm, I'm looking for things. Yeah, and who who was the book by uh, you, you mentioned earlier? Yeah, 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 I'm sorry. It's Milton Vincent, The Gospel Premise. Milton Vincent, yeah. Okay. The gospel primer. The gospel what, primer. Oh, yeah. Primer, excuse me. All right. Yeah. The gospel yeah. primer. Yeah, I don't know that I've read that. Uh, did Perry, Perry put you onto that? Or uh, yeah, absolutely. Yep, he sure did. Great yeah. book. Yeah. Small, easy read. Great book. So yeah. Yeah, by Milton Vincent. If you're listening, uh, Milton M I L T O N Vincent V I N C E N T a gospel primer or primer for Christians. <laughs> it's kind of like tomato, yep. tomato, I think. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's primer. <laughs> right, right, right. No, 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 you're right. Tomato, tomato, yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway, but well, yeah. well, listen, tell us what's going on with you now. How how can we pray for you and your wife in the ministry of Forerunners for Christ, uh, what you're doing uh, up in South Carolina? How can we pray for you uh, going into this new year and what you're doing? Yeah, just, just pray that, uh, you know, as my pastor says, um, you know, don't short around with the presence of the Lord or don't just date the presence of the Lord. Um, go deeper. And so um, pray for me that I, I don't, I, 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 I really uh, take an initiative and really take seriously being saturated in, in, in the presence of the Lord. Because, um, you know, and, and so, and really take that seriously. I play for my family and my kids. I have three daughters and uh, three grandkids. So uh, that's a ministry in and of itself. Um, you know, it's easy to become a so-called public success but a private failure. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, you know, our families get the leftovers when we do a so-called ministry. Uh-huh. And uh, it's so easy to fall in love with the work of the Lord over the Lord of the work. It's so easy. You know, um, and uh, I can I fall into that. Uh, also, what's going on, so right now the Lord is uh, having uh, a team of us uh, uh, in Columbia to continue to train churches on how to go share the gospel. Then we literally take them out and model sharing the gospel. And um, he's doing the work. I, I believe God has uh, He's highlighted South Carolina as a, a, a state of refuge in Columbia, a city of refuge. Um, other cities as well, but I think insignificant Bible Belt, South Carolina, he's doing a work in here. Um, and so just pray for that. Just just pray that heart to be fired up, not zeal, not human zeal, but gospel motivation. President of the Lord be the motivation, the driving factor. Um, and so it's a lot of work uh, logistically, but we know God God has us here. And so um, I just pray that that I, you know, and my wife, we keep the main thing the main thing. That's Christ lifted up in our heart. And um, so now, do you, are your uh, kids yeah. all out of the house now? Yes, sir. I have a I have a thirty year old, twenty six, and then I have a sixteen year old. Twenty six. Yeah, the sixteen year old is with us. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you got a teenager? Well, I got six daughters, man. You got three. Oh man! <laughs> wow. So, yeah, yeah. So, so you yeah. need to pray for me too. All right. <laughs> I will. Yes. Well, do yes. you still do rap I music? Do. Yeah, I do. Um, it's so. Um, the Forms of Christ is uh, the main thing that the core of, of Forms of Christ is to make disciples. And so when the smoke is clear after events and basketball camps, we do camps with like, you know, the local seminary, CIU, and some other things here and there, um, we, want the, we, want, we want those that are left over. So what now? What? Where do I go from here? And so Forms of Christ is, is to help make disciples. It's kind of like what we do in Griff and what Terry does is, same thing, you know, is that. Um, but what the one and done are the the rap events, uh, kind of like the preaching uh, in, in small groups, that kind of stuff. Um, with the long game in mind, with the end in mind, hey, man, can, can I connect with you? Or can one of, one of my team members connect with you um, and do life on life with you? Long game. Mm. You know, so, uh, yeah, we, we, we le- as we say, leverage the, the rap thing. Uh, 
you know, not all the time, but uh, yeah. So. Well, you you've mentioned Perry Bowers and Grip uh, twice. What does Grip stand for again? Well, it, it's not an acronym, but basically uh, the the, uh, the slogan is: uh, Will we allow God? It's a men's program. Will we allow God with His hands to grip our hearts? so that with our hands, we can do what's on his heart. Okay. So um, that's the common thread, you know, um, throughout the seasons. And so, yeah. Men, are, we, are you open to allow God to, to be God in our lives Yeah, without any help from us, you know, yeah. our hearts and minds? Yeah, I know he's been doing it. I thought it, I thought it might have had an acronym. I couldn't remember if it did or not. Uh, but I, I knew he's been doing GRIP for quite a while. And it's basically just about, getting together with brothers um, to be able to be more intentional. Like you asked for us to pray for you early on, uh, intentional with the Lord, but with a group of guys, right, and accountability. Isn't that what it's really about? Yeah, accountability. One of the prerequisites is you you got to be joining. you got to have a a guy to go through. Um, uh, Whether, you know, no matter where he is, you know, accountability to, to talk about the blind spots. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things that the, the, the issues with the church is we don't we hide well because we don't have somebody to hold us accountable, and so um, that that's kind of the, the emphasis there. Um, one of the things I like about it is, you know, when I sign up for Grip, I have to uh, include my wife in the email yeah. and the curriculum and the information to what we're going. I, I love that, and and any pastor or leader or mentor, um, somebody that's kind of. Um, mentoring you say hey i'm going to sign up for this work program can you pray for me um and then we we ask that yeah no i was just going to say our time is up (laughs) our time is up sinclair we have hit the end of our program thank you for uh, joining us making time for swat radio and your schedule today Uh, you've been listening to sinclair salters of forerunners for christ out of south carolina He is a guy who is sharing the gospel up there. If you want to know more about how you can help Sinclair, go to 4, the number 4, runnersforchrist.com. Blessings to you and Jamie. We'll be praying for you to be intentional for your daughters, your grandkids, and what's going on in Columbia. Be blessed, brother, okay? You too. All right. Hey, if you want to listen to this or any other past program, go to www.swatradio.com. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening 